You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Man, I'm so, I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Oh, my mama. Oh, my mama made it, man. podcast with the rain and jays today it's me your boy jay king from the athletic here with sam jam packard formerly of weei happy father's day to all the fathers out there all the sons out there all the daughters out there because sons and daughters deserve love too there's no sons or daughters day you know we gotta have I'm pretty sure that's every day yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure that's all i'm also pretty sure that's every day but I think I think we deserve like Suns Month. <laughs> Suns Month. What month would be Suns Month? Uh, all of them. All of them. <laughs> we got off to a strong start here. Yeah, we're we're really really just killing it right now. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna get into some Kawhi Leonard rumors. We are going to get into. Kyrie Irving's appearance on Bill Simmons' podcast. And that's about it. That's all we got for you. This is off-season podcasting 101. Talk about some rumors. Talk about somebody else's podcast. Podcasting about somebody else's podcast is always it's big. It's silly season. It's the summer. That's what you got to do. Yeah. There's so no games left. You got to talk about the, the random stuff on the internet. And Kyrie Irving talking for an hour straight is newsworthy in my book. Always. Always. Um, let's start with the Kawhi stuff, though. Friday af- afternoon, was it morning, afternoon, whatever it was, Kawhi Leonard's agent, it seemed like, basically just group texted a bunch of, <laughs> a bunch of reporters and informed them that Kawhi Leonard wants out of the San Antonio Spurs. Not like the most shocking news, but when's the last time a top five player, legitimate top five player in the NBA requested a trade uh paul george i mean i guess he's paul george is definitely not top five it's not the craziest thing in the world i mean the guy basically left the team he had teammates like roasting him questioning his injury like it wasn't the most shocking news you're right like it's rare to have this talent like no i was about to say it's rare to have this talent available but literally the best player in the nba is a free agent this offseason I, the fact that it's a trade um, request makes it a little bit goofy, but this is what the NBA has become. Any player can move to any team at any time. Like, yeah. I'd be surprised by nothing at this point. Yeah, so Kawhi Leonard's out there. Celtics are interested in big stars, including Kawhi Leonard. I assume there are probably 29 teams. Let's, let's make it 30 because the Spurs are also interested in Kawhi Leonard. I assume all 30 teams have interest in Kawhi Leonard. The Celtics are one of the teams who has the assets to do it. 
Whew. Uh, probably the other ones would be, top ones would be Lakers, Clippers, Sixers. Sixers. But then you could get goofy, like, what if the Suns gave up the number one pick? You could get you could get crazy with that. What if the Milwaukee Bucks gave up uh, Chris Middleton in a pick? There's like all there's all sorts what, of things you can do. What if what if like the Cavs gave crazy because it's Kawhi Leonard? What if the Cavs gave up number eight and Kevin Love and traded Kevin Love somewhere else, or traded Kevin Love even to San Antonio? Even, Anything could happen. Even That's though kind of the craziness is like, uh, and you see reports that the the Spurs don't want to trade him to the Western Conference. Which really only narrows it down from twenty nine teams to fifteen teams. Uh, yeah, but I'm not convinced that's true, because I mean, we saw the Pacers do that with Paul George, where seemingly they didn't have, like the there was better offers on the table. I mean, that trade turned out wildly good for the Pacers, and Oladipo was amazing. But uh, it definitely felt like not trading a star into your own conference was a, a factor in, in one GM's decision making. I don't know if R.C. Buford would think the same way, but. It makes sense if you you don't want to put like you know how good Kawhi is. It makes sense if you want to get him out of your conference. But also, if you trade Kawhi, you're not going to be a contender anyway, no matter where he is. So, what's the point of all that? And if if I assume the Spurs have one goal, and that's to win a title, right? And that should be the goal. <laughs> but but I'm saying like. Uh, trade Kawhi anywhere if if he's on the best team you're gonna have to see him at some point if you want to be the best team so I I just don't I don't think that thinking I don't think smart GMs think like that in a lot of ways I, I, I was shocked like the Cavs and Celtics did their trade after meeting in the Eastern Conference Finals that one was crazy um but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Kawhi go anywhere. The Celtics, okay, Celtics standpoint, is Jason Tatum untouchable, yes or no? I would say yes. Yeah, I, I think so too. And, I mean, obviously, there's, it would be really tough. Even as much promise as Jason Tatum showed this as a rookie, like he showed unreal, unreal potential he would still have to get so good to reach Kawhi's level. Kawhi, to me, is the only guy outside of Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, LeBron James, James Harden, and maybe Anthony Davis too. But he's, he's one of the only guys who can, who can be on that level. Like th- That level is res- reserved for so few players, and Kawhi's up there. When he's healthy, when he's right, he's up there. Um, so Jason Tatum wouldn't be untouchable for me because I think Jason Tatum is automatically going to be better than Kawhi Leonard. No, he would have to be unreal to get to Kawhi Leonard peak. Uh, but just the fact that he's 20 years old, you have him under team control for years and years and years to come. His contract's going to be cheaper. Um, he doesn't have the, the quad stuff, which could be a big deal, could not be a big deal. Who knows? Uh, obviously, any interested teams will dig more into the medical info than than I do um but yeah and then the, the other thing is Kawhi's he's got one more year left on his contract and he's an obvious flight risk like Paul George he's made it pretty clear he wants to go to LA um where he grew up so yeah giving up Jason Tatum's a no-no to me yeah it, it, the 
I just think of, of the deal in general. Like, we all agree that Kawhi Leonard is very good at basketball, and you'd like to have him on his t- uh, on your team. But I just don't see what the motivation is for the Celtics right now. They made the Eastern Conference Finals this year, took it to a Game Seven, and are adding Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward. Well, well the. Like, they were in the past. They were all about getting stars. They needed to get stars. They needed to get top-end talent, and there was such a thirst to do that. But now they actually have that top-end talent, and but, we've never actually seen that together. But they don't have top-top. Like, Kawhi Leonard is better than anyone they have on their team. That is that is absolutely correct. But what are you going to give up to, get, like, to give him? Right now they have a pretty cool window where they have the ability to win now. And then they have the the big money coming off the books right as their young guys would be getting their contracts. They have this kind of like 10-year plan in place. You're just basically chucking that entirely out the window for Kawhi while making your team, uh, I guess, at the top end better. But you're unquestionably going to have to give up some of your depth and your young players. I'm assuming Jalen Brown is a, a core part of any part of this deal. Unless you go a star for star, I don't know what like what the what the best package would be for the Celtics or what the Spurs um, would want in return. It seems like if I'm the Spurs, I would want young players and, uh, and a bevy of picks, but because you know you're not going to compete immediately. And so, is it Jalen Brown? I'm assuming the Kings pick, maybe one of the the Memphis picks or the Clippers pick. But what what do you give up for the Celtics that that is a fair return for Kawhi Leonard? Well, the salary would be a little tricky. Um, you'd have to throw in a number of other players besides Jalen Brown to, to make the salaries work, I believe. Um, yeah, so I, I, my guess would be the talks will probably would probably center around Jalen Brown, 2019 Kings or Grizzlies pick, and, and go from there. Um, I also think it, it'd be interesting... To like, would they would they consider trading Hayward for Kawhi? That's that's the big discu- like thing that I've been thinking about because we've seen Danny Ainge be pretty ruthless. That would be and, uh, that would be probably more cold blooded than anything he's ever done. It would be one of the most savage moves uh, of all time, and I don't like. My first reaction is like, no, there's no way they could do that. But like, if it's for Kawhi Leonard, like. You, you, you kind of consider it. Uh, I just <laughs> wouldn't that be so it savage? It would be so cruel. Like oh, you recruit him all summer. You have his entire family moves to Boston. He plays six minutes, and then to ship him out of town, um, it would like I just it feels so mean. But like I don't think Danny Ainge is he, he doesn't consider emotion. It's about winning. Like his job is to put together the best team, and that would like make the most sense in terms of. Just the money and then, like, fit with the roster. And you're you're missing the other part of that, which is Brad Stevens coached him in college. Like, the the bond between Brad Stevens and Gordon Hayward has been going on for, like, they are are very close. I, I assume the Brad Stevens thing was a big draw for Gordon Hayward to move to Boston. So if you trade him, whether it's for Kawhi Leonard or whoever else it would be, it would be the most savage thing Danny Ainge has ever done. It would be something that I believe would you'd risk pissing off Brad Stevens. And I think Brad Stevens would understand from a basketball perspective. Like, if you can get Kawhi Leonard, Gordon Hayward is signed for longer, but he's got the injury issues too. 
Kawhi's a better player. It would just be so cold-blooded from the fact that you recruit this guy, he plays five minutes, and you're like, sorry, man, we, we, got, we got to get rid of you. If, if anyone was going to do it, it would be Danny Ainge. That would be, even by Ainge's standards, that would be just cold, cold-blooded. Um, so I wonder if, I even was wondering about pondering just the possibility of like, what if they traded Kyrie? That's been floating out there. And, I mean, um, that's one of the questions we actually got was like, who would you rather have on your team, Kyrie or Kawhi? I think the answer is obviously Kawhi. Like he's just a bet around. Like he's the one. He is probably the best defender in the league when healthy. Maybe Anthony Davis. And he's like Kyrie is an offensive genius and gets you buckets in the playoffs. But he does not play on both ends of the floor the same way Kawhi does. And so. I don't know. This, you you see the Spurs doing that? Like, if are you, if you're trading away Kawhi, are you going back for? I guess Kyrie's not even that old. He's just been in the league for a while, but he's only like what twenty five. Yeah, and then the thing from the Spurs perspective is, he's on a one year. He's on an expiring contract too. Um, Do you think he's even leaving the Spurs? Do you think this is part of contract negotiations or? So like, so I've had I've had people tell me that, or people at least speculating about that. Why does Kawhi Leonard need to do all this just to get a max offer? The super max, right? If, who cares? It's Kawhi Leonard. If Kawhi Leonard wants a super max, you you put the contract on the damn table and you tell him sign here, right? Like, I, I don't get that. That that makes no sense to me. Like, if yeah, if, this is, if this is if this is an automatic a, thing, he is clearly a max player. He's clearly head and shoulders above like current players who are getting max deals right now. Yeah, that. When you say it right now, it, it doesn't really make any sense. You have the ability to sign a guy of his talent long-term. Uh, of course the Spurs would do that. And, and maybe maybe they don't – maybe Kawhi's camp just doesn't want to go through the whole hoop. Like maybe Popovich wants to meet with Kawhi and iron things out and get their relationship back to the level it should be before giving him that contract. But the contract seems like a very obvious thing to do, right? Like just – Kawhi Leonard is a 26-year-old super-duper star. Just drop whatever contract. It's like what Bob Myers, the Warriors GM, said. He was like, yeah, Kevin Durant can have whatever he wants. <laughs> like, just, just tell me. And sometimes you don't have to negotiate. Like, there should be no negotiation there. So I've heard, I've heard speculation about that from within the NBA. But that, that's just weird to me. It, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, and maybe maybe it is the case though. Maybe maybe for whatever reason the Spurs are hesitant to commit to that right away um, after all the bad blood or whatever the hell happened with him this year. The, his year has was so strange, and I think if you're a team looking into acquiring him, you need to know what the hell happened this year. You need to sit down and talk with Kawhi. And find out what the hell went wrong in San Antonio, because the, it's the craziest thing. Because like San Antonio has this reputation for being like one of the better organizations in the league, like having a good culture, like the pop really connecting with his players, and just to have the kind of the weird season that Kawhi did, where he's like played nine games, then not trusting doctors and just poor communication, and like I mentioned before, his teammates kind of calling him out. To have that happen to the Spurs is just kind of is a very bizarre situation. And Kawhi is such a reserved person that you just because you don't know much about his personality, 
you have, you just like kind of assume that he's a weird dude too. And it's like everything kind of makes it for a kind of an odd situation. And you're right. You have to really figure out what's going on there. And then you have to know, and this, I think this would be important from the Celtics perspective, if he wants to resign there, because it really doesn't make sense to give up a whole lot. If you're going to get one year of Kawhi Leonard, if he's just destined, if he really wants to go and play in Los Angeles for either the Clippers and Lakers and just plans on leaving, uh, after the year anyways like maybe you can you have so much faith in the Celtics culture and like the organization that like and the fact that they're going to would be uh, very competitive but if you're only going to get one year that one completely changes like your willingness to what you're going to give up you need assurances from Kawhi's going to resign and then if it's only one year that kind of changes uh the package and kind of I think that makes other teams more like the trade is more likely for other teams. The craziest rumor, which your boy Chris Mannix put out there, was the Kings trading the number two pick, which would be a wild scenario and the fastest way to ruin Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> I don't know if it's the fastest way to ruin Kawhi Leonard or the fastest way to continue ruining the Kings. Because <laughs> <laughs> he would leave so quickly. Yeah, like if, if Greg Popovich and San Antonio Spurs are not enough for you, Kings ain't going to be enough for you. But yeah, I, I'm I'm just so... I'm so intrigued by what happened, what went wrong with Kawhi and the Spurs this season. Because from afar, until this year, it looked like that was a perfect marriage. Like, here's this low-maintenance superstar who gets drafted by this low-maintenance organization, becomes, emerges kind of out of nowhere into a finals MVP and then one of the top five players in the NBA. And it seemed so perfect. And then this year, just everything went wrong. And obviously the injury thing was back and forth. And, and the, the Tony Parker comment about, what do you say? We had similar injuries, but mine was 40 times worse or something. Yeah. Like that is just... Players are normally very understanding when other players don't come back from injuries because it's your body, it's your career, you can't mess with that. So when other players are throwing you under the bus like that, it's just a totally bizarre situation. I don't know what to make of it, but I do think that whatever team gets Kawhi needs to be totally sure that he had reasons for doing it and that it's not something like that isn't going to happen again like you have to know why that happened so that you can avoid it over the next year while you're building a case to get him to re-sign for the future it's just wild just wild and from a Celtics perspective I think if you're going to have to give up Jalen Brown and high draft picks for this trade and you're going to risk, if, if they do strike a Kawhi trade and Kyrie's not involved in that, they would be risking losing Kyrie and Kawhi a year from now with Al Horford potentially opting out next summer too because he hasn't opt out. And if he plays as well as he did the last two years, he's probably going to want to do that, right? So all of a sudden... You think Al Horford can opt out and make more money than he is? So let's let's say he has another all-star year or all-star caliber year 
another year where he's playing near the best basketball of his life, opt out, get long-term security, boom, like three-year deal. Uh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I, I was thinking of m- most people opting out for more money, but if it's for that long term, yeah, that would be potentially dangerous for the Celtics. But you'd have to imagine that 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 team just those just having those three players alone makes you immediately competitive for a title. Like, I don't know if 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 the goal of the players involved is winning, you'd like yes, they could potentially leave, but you would think that. I mean, this team currently, as constructed, is. Uh, has ex- championship expectations. If you swap in Kawhi for any of those players, they still have championship expectations. I don't know. It's it's a, it, it creates a lot of unknowns. But um, at the end of the day, do you actually see it happening? I know Danny Ainge is going to make phone calls. He's going to do his due diligence. But because I think the Celtics are so well-equipped right now to basically compete for a title, I don't know how motivated they are to make a move. It certainly feels like they're less motivated – to land stars. I know you mentioned Kawhi, like Kawhi would be immediately the best player on the team, but they have a pretty solid core right now. Uh, and they're pretty deep. Like, like, is it worth messing all of that up? Like, you know what you have now, you know, you have these kind of two windows. Why is it worth messing that up for the risk of just one year of Kawhi? I mean, you'd have to be a sh- pretty confident that it wouldn't be just one year. Like he he's still twenty six. He's he could still be a part of your long term future. He he could still be a guy you try to win four or five titles with. Um, the one thing I will say, like yes, the Celtics are very well equipped, and I I think they're going to be really 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 a damn good team next year if they stay healthy. The one thing I will say, like, what's the last team? that won a championship that didn't have, like, a first-team All-NBA guy. Or a guy who's who's at least semi-regularly a first-team NBA type. Because it was the Spurs teams with Kawhi, and he was because he wasn't hadn't established himself yet, but that was that was the last one I can remember. But they had Duncan. Like, Duncan wasn't a first-team player at this point. I mean, I feel like Kyrie and Gordon Hayward could be all NBA level players next year with pretty well relative ease. But everybody has that super duper star. Like the Warriors have it. The the Cavs had it. The you go back in history, almost every team has that super duper star. And I know, the, but what other teams would have five potential all stars in their starting lineup? Like, I, I I agree I agree with you on that. Like the, the Celtics depth is different. And another another interesting layer to this conversation I think that I haven't heard too many people talk about. How are the Celtics, if they do trade for Kawhi Leonard, how the hell are they going to afford to keep that team together? Like, if you trade Jalen, exactly. if you trade Jalen and picks for, like, all of a sudden, you're looking at just ridiculously astronomical. It's going to be astronomical anyway, but if you go from Jalen, who's on his rookie contract, to Kawhi, who's about to make supreme max money, it's on top of Horford and Hayward and Kyrie, it would be, the the owners would be just shoveling money into... You you do that, you basically, Marcus Smart has to leave. Terry Rozier, like, you're not going to re-sign him. Um, It basically just caps you out with four players. It's another reason why... Like I'm, I like the idea, I like the rumors, but it's just it doesn't make 
that much sense to me for the Celtics to go out and do it because you're right. Then you have Kyrie and Kawhi coming up for deals where they're both going to get super maxes. You're already paying Hayward upwards of $30 million. You have the potential for Horford opting out and maybe taking less, but that's like still you're, you're basically capped out of four players. And so you have a similar, similar situation to the Warriors, but you have no one taking hometown discounts. It, it's, you, better, you better be damn sure that that, like, that is the formula to, to do it because you're right. Then what do you have for your bench? Then you're just like, bringing in guys on veteran, min, veteran minimums just to fill out the roster. Yeah, it would be. I'm. It's it's gonna be interesting because you think about it. The the Lakers, let's say you know Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, whatever their offer would be, they're not breaking up a possible title core to go after Kawhi Leonard. They're like, they're breaking up a lottery team. The Celt the Celtics to go after Kawhi would be breaking up a potential champion team and there's a real risk there with Kawhi because one the injuries and I don't know what his medical status will look like moving forward I don't know whether he just had San Antonio Spurs-itis and just wanted to, to get out of the organization but Maybe the, he just doesn't like San Antonio because he's sick of their river walk and there's nothing to do there it could just be a life like KD. It seems like he really like wanted to move to Golden State. Maybe he's just sick of living in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, I think KD was more interested in playing with Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond oh, Green. KD wanted to be a blog boy in the in the Bay and invest in like solar energy. <laughs> <laughs> a blog boy, um, yeah. So there's there's just so many layers to the Kawhi conversation. Here's a layer from the Spurs perspective. What do you think's the best like package they could get back, or like what what's the if you're put yourself in the in the shoes of R. C. Buford? It it depends. Who are you calling up? It depends what they're looking for, right? Well, tell me what you would be looking for if you're R. C. Buford. So if I were oh, Kevin O'Connor style, blow it up, rebuild. If they I, have old ass Marcus Aldridge with his post game, Patty Mills, Dejounte Murray. Um, who else is on that team? They're just they're, Tony Parker, old. Monster. They're all old, and maybe that's part of why Kawhi wants out, right? Like maybe he's like, I don't want to play with Pau Gasol. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to play with like Lamarcus Aldridge. Is really good. He's really good. But if you're in a, if you're looking at other teams that have been put together, and you're looking to try to compete, even though you have Greg Popovich, which is fantastic, and Greg Popovich is unmatched. Maybe by any like he's if he's not the best coach in NBA history he's right there. But then you're like I don't want to be playing with Patty Mills and old ass Tony Parker and old ass Manu Ginobili and uh, uh, Dejounte Murray's fine I guess but like that that roster is not built for sustained success. So and so you you have to blow it up then. Like, would you blow it? Up? I, I, you got like. But, okay, I'm all, I'm all in for that perspective of just like if you're not first or last, shouts to Ricky Bobby. But um, you, I, if I'm trading Kawhi Leonard, I want a, a young player and a pick. And to me, like the the the, um, the Fultz number ten pick and maybe the, like Saric deal that the has been floated out there for the 76ers, I think is mighty intriguing, just because it gives you that young player and a, a relatively high draft pick, and then someone else um but i don't know i i think 
do you really work around like your whatever return you can get in Lamarcus Aldridge so you can finish sixth in the West next year? Like that doesn't seem like a great long term solution. Yeah, I mean, so here here's my crazy hot, scorching hot take of the podcast. Greg Popovich may have coached his last game. Ooh. And, Kawhi knows that? And I have I have no information on this. This is just total. No, no, no. Not that Kawhi knows that. But, okay. let Greg Popovich, it's very possible. Not very possible. But there's a chance he's only coaching right now because he promised LaMarcus Aldridge that he would when LaMarcus signed that deal. If, if they trade Kawhi and get young guys or whatever, and at that point, and, and you can't compete, it's almost only fair to LaMarcus Aldridge to deal him too, right? If you are rebuilding, yes. And I'm not saying, may, maybe Greg Popovich is only coaching right now because he coached LaMarcus Aldridge. If he trades LaMarcus Aldridge, would Pop, would Pop coach that team? Maybe he would. Maybe he's just Greg Popovich. Maybe he's just a coaching machine. But, <laughs> but I'm competing for championships I, I'm, since I'm, 1997. I'm just saying, I think there's a non-zero chance that Greg Popovich has coached his last game. I like that. That is a spicy take. That that yeah, there are like reports out there that he doesn't plan on coaching after the 2020 like Olympic team, and so if he just like. Clearly, he's he's well, like an older coach and is generally on his way out. Like, I'm I'm liking it. I'm fully bought in. Yeah. Pop's done. <laughs> J. King reports Pop is done. <laughs> yeah, that that was my spicy take of the day. I like it. Yeah, I, I think we'll end the Kawhi discussion there. We've we've gone into a lot of layers. Let's let's quickly t- touch on Kyrie on the Bill Simmons podcast because we told everyone we would. Uh, so you did not listen to that, right, Sam? No, I haven't got a chance. It's so, so not only not only are we podcasting about someone else's podcast, but we are podcasting about someone else's podcast that one of our podcasters has not listened to. Yeah, can you tell me on this podcast about the podcasts that I haven't heard about, and I'll be determined for our podcast listeners whether it's worth a listen, although probably they've already listened to it. Probably the greatest, <laughs> the best, the, the highlight of the entire podcast was when Kyrie kind of randomly said, went into the benefits of spitting game two girls at bars in the Uncle, du- Uncle Drew costume. <laughs> because... I had not seen that tweeted about whatsoever. Yeah. I'm glad we did this segment. So as he... Basically he said, like, if you can spit game at girls and they're interested in you when you're in the Uncle Drew costume, then... It just frees up your entire world when you're looking like yourself. Um, so I, I was actually thinking of wearing Uncle Drew <laughs> stuff to the bar and just just to work on my game, you know. That, hey man, you got to get shots up. I think that it's uh, like it's like wearing a donut, uh, like, swings and taking those hacks. I'm could, all for that. Could be the so next next step of my evolution. So he would be on set all day dressed as an old man. And then that that that's a process. That's a labo- uh, laborious process. I wanted to say laborious process, but that didn't feel right. But I said it anyways. And then he would go out to a bar after the game in full makeup and costume and so, just try to hit on girls. So I think some of the scenes were at the bar. And oh. he, he was probably like just talking to girls. And so they knew who he was is what he said. 
So they knew underneath well, it was Kyrie. Story. It's totally different. But still, they're looking at Uncle Drew, you know what I mean? So that, that was his point. Yeah, but they also know underneath is uh, NBA superstar and multimillionaire Kyrie Irving. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and the girls at the bar may have been in the movie that he, that he, that he was a star in. So... So, yeah, but that was still by far the, the highlight of the podcast. Um, I think other notable things, Kyrie's called Jason Tatum talented as shit. That's a direct quote. Strong agree. Talented as shit and said that some of the stuff Tatum does reminds him of Kobe Bryant. Uh, That's uh, not great because... Kobe Bryant cursed Jason Tatum in the playoffs, but you know, also a prolific scorer. So. But also, Kobe Bryant is, I believe, Kyrie Irving's favorite player. So that's like the highest praise from Kyrie. And then he also um, say nice things about Brad Stevens, which he has done for his entire time in Boston. Yeah, he started raving about Brad's adaptability and like like really raving about Brad's basketball mind, and then started talking about going to dinner with Brad, Brad's wife and Brad's kids recently and just talking to Brad about basketball and yada, yada. So yeah, I think, I think the Brad Stevens, Kyrie Irving relationship has gone very well so far. I think when Kyrie ultimately discusses pros and cons of free agency options, Brad Stevens will be a plus for the Celtics. So I think all it, everything that Kyrie said about the Celtics including the fact that he thinks they're going to be scary good next year um, and that he only plays with with them in 2K probably bodes well for... Didn't he not list... He listed his like eight-man rotation and Marcus Morris was not in it, shockingly? Uh, and by... I, I asked... I phrased that in a question, but from my looking at my own Twitter timeline, that's exactly what happened. So, yeah... I was just asking you to react to it rather, but... So I I I think I think you're right. And then Simmons is like, so you just play an eight man rotation, and then Kyrie said, yeah, eight or nine. Uh, so so Marcus There's Morris Marcus Morris may have been in there. Shemi Ojale gets no burn. Yeah, I don't think Shemi Ojale gets much burn on Kyrie's two K team. Sorry, Shemi. I wonder if Kyrie just tries to have like a hundred by himself, or whether he just like tries to set up his teammates. I'm fascinated now by two K Kyrie. I bet he has a burner account to play online. Yeah, who knows, man? Who knows? Man, how, I want Kyrie probably like spent all his surgery, all his off time, recovery time playing two K. It sounded like he was really, really into two K. No, actually, he spent he spent a lot of his time play, watching CNBC. Oh yeah, that was the other perfect way to put out of that. Yeah, he just loves the show Money Matters. <laughs> He's he started. He he started really going in about like some some discussion they were having about Pepsi or something. I don't know. Oh, that's just some subliminal advertising. Yeah, Drew's just one large Pepsi commercial. Yeah, Ky- Kyrie, huge CNBC fan, huge CNBC fan. See, I was kind of it's it's very shocking to hear that that like that's one aspect of his personality, and then he like really likes two K as well, because I would expect Kyrie's entire free time just to be like scrolling through weird Instagram conspiracy theory accounts are like watching the shining 18 times to try and pick out the meaning of the room 237. Um, but you know what? That's, that's the duality of Kyrie Irving. He's a insane basketball savant and then just an insane person in general. CNBC. So that was poetic, man. That was poetic. 
See Kyrie it. inspires me to be beautiful. <laughs> well, I guess we'll just end it there. That yeah. we were gonna keep on going, but that was that was the end. <laughs> Anybody who doesn't normally listen to this lovely podcast can search for Locked On Celtics wherever you get your podcast, iTunes, Spotify, wherever else. I just want to let you know, though, if you don't listen to us already, you're stupid. So you, you, I bet you thought I'd forgotten that, Sam. Nope. <laughs> I know that's tattooed on your right bicep. Circled back. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that that's about it. That's all we got today. Kaizen, good friends. And uh, I missed you all. I was gone for a little while. I missed you all. Oh, and I told the people, I asked them what they wanted you to talk about on the podcast, and then we just ended up talking about Kawhi and Kyrie. But someone mentioned that they wanted uh, us to talk about Phil Pressey, um, and I'm going to honor that. Phil Pressey's a cool dude. He's playing in Barcelona, so uh, I forgot that. That's important. Legit passer. Legit. Legit passer and very good friend Kelly Olynyk. Very good friend of Kelly Olynyk. They just went on, uh, or Kelly Olynyk just went on vacation to uh, visit Phil Pressey. Yep, so pressy. Alright. That that was talking so pressy. Yeah, Jay King and John Corrales. Locked on Celtics. Millie.